The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my friend and co-host, Roger. And uh, we're excited and anxious to talk about what we're going to talk about <laughs> on this episode. Um, we're excited because it's such an important topic. We're anxious because neither of us feel like we're experts in this topic. I feel like I'm an expert uh, experientially. Mm-hmm. I've experienced this a lot in my life. Roger's actually studied this, um, and the topic is exactly that anxiety hmm. and we think with the, the last couple of years and kind of what we've watched around us both in the church as well as just on the news even that we're sensing that a lot of people are dealing with this very issue of anxiety being anxious um, and we want to see if we can talk through some of the issues talk through uh, biblical uh, patterns that we see historical patterns just to get a sense of what anxiety is, and then later on, hopefully, how we can combat against anxiety. So, uh, this will probably take us a few episodes, Roger, you think? Yeah. At least a couple. Yeah. And maybe we can drag it out and do a whole year on anxiety? No, That's going to make me very anxious. That's going to make us all, <laughs> I think all of us would be anxious with that. But, Roger, this is something I'm sure, um, as you've done biblical counseling and studied biblical counseling, this is a topic that probably comes up all the time. Would you say that it's one of the most common topics of biblical counseling? I think so, and I think it's not just biblical counseling. It's the experience of people. If yeah. you if you just look it up, you'll see that every year millions of people are diagnosed you know, with anxiety disorders, as they call them, um, in the secular point of view. And so there are a lot of cases uh, and, and just experiences that I think all of us, to some degree or another, will face because of how it's connected to other things. It's not just anxiety, but it is connected to fear, to worry, yeah. and to other experiences that we have. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting it's one of the most common, if not the most common issue that I deal with pastorally Mm. in so many conversations. Anytime we're meeting up with people, most often they're anxious about something. Yeah. Right. And I know that some people tend to be a little more anxious and maybe that's considered an anxiety disorder, you know, but almost everyone that I've ever talked to has had some level of anxious thoughts and fears, like you mentioned, worry. Uh, so I think this is broad. Mm-hmm. I think many, many people are dealing with this. And I think in the pandemic, just think about what we've gone through the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, the uncertainty that exists uh, at the beginning, it was fear of the unknown, not knowing what this is going to be, you know, anxious over getting, uh, getting sick, death, right. jobs. I mean, it, yeah. it goes down the line. And it's continued, yeah. And it's perpetuated uh, around us. I mean, I, I I wonder if sometimes the news around us, you know, uh, just all of that does is cause anxiety and worry as yeah. you read what 
what's going on and what they promote. You, you know, you don't read good news. You right. always read bad news. That's what makes this headlines, I, right? <laughs> I was going to say, it's interesting. Even before the pandemic, yeah. it's not that good news was always what's on the news. It's actually the opposite. It's always bad news or things that cause fear. And so, uh, you know, the, the pandemic has just kind of fit that and maybe increased it exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're dealing with a lot of stuff around us that is maybe causing or part of what's leading to anxious thoughts in the hearts and minds of many, including believers. So mm-hmm. this is a big topic. Okay, let, let's start really at the basics, Roger. What is anxiety? How would we define this thing? I don't think a, a one single definition will capture it. I like how one uh, biblical counselor talked about this, and he said that if you try to define anxiety, it's like trying to nail jello to a wall. <laughs> I've tried that. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, it, there's components we can look at it and, and, and describing it. So, you know, basically we describe it as an emotion mm-hmm. um, that can be accompanied uh, by fear or worry. But it has this component of a physical reaction. You know, there's the physical part and then there's the mental part. There's the thoughts. And if you think about it, you know, as being created in the image of God, we're body and soul. We're embodied beings. We have both, uh, with us. And, and in this experience, there is often that physical reaction, which then turns into something that we uh, think of as anxiety attacks or panic Panic attacks where there's that shortness of breath or increased heart rate or, Mm -hmm. or sweating or different, you know, physical things you're feeling inside, you feel tense. So there's that experience going on that's Mm -hmm. physical, but there's also a thought process. And so when we think about thinking, we're thinking biblically about the heart Mm -hmm. and and encompassing our thoughts and our desires back to our heart. And that's the, uh, you know, a spiritual side of this uh, experience that we're going through. It's also connected to something. Usually it's connected to something going on temporally in this world that we're thinking about or that's occurring or happening to us yeah um i I was thinking about um the connection between anxiety and stress yeah and and stress can be good and bad but but stress or like you said circumstances we're in things that are going on in and around us Mm -hmm. are connected to how we're thinking about those things yeah which can either cause us to have our minds wander and become anxious or if we can uh, put them on the right, you know, put the thoughts where they ought to be, you know, maybe, maybe you had a better reaction, but we'll talk about that, I'm sure. And I think there's some disposition uh, of how, how we are that also will, will reveal whether we're more prone to it or not. Yeah. And you think of if you, if you have a peaceful, calm disposition and you react to things in just a calm way, and I know people like that. I'm not like that. Uh, I, you don't know anyone in this room <laughs> like that that much. I, I, I overreact. I'm with most, you. Most, to most things that occur. Yeah. And that just causes it, right? That's a physical thing that is even being affected of how I'm thinking through it and then my reactions. And then that can just lead down a path yeah. where you can start to become very anxious because of just a way even God built us. Um you know, would you would you say because uh, you know I am someone who has had anxious thoughts uh, often you know from childhood on um, and found different ways to cope and and deal with it and sometimes not well at all and sometimes better and you know one of the things that for me is connected to anxiety is the unknown yeah sure 
Is that something that you find common? Because it seems like, sure. you know, um, this is probably not true, but in my mind, if I just knew, you know, the future, yeah, I, I wouldn't be anxious about it, you know, in a sense. I mean, that's what Jesus says. Do not be anxious for tomorrow. Right. You know, and then he's connecting it because God is in control. Right. And, and, and that's what we're anxious about tomorrow. tomorrow. You don't know what could occur. Or maybe you're going through something and you don't know the outcome. The outcome, that's right. But you create in your own mind scenarios of what could happen. And maybe you choose and conclude that that one is going to happen. Yeah. And therefore, you go through the cycle of this is going to happen, you're thinking about it, and now it starts to affect your body. Because at the end of the day, we cannot disconnect our spiritual and our physical. Yeah. And, you know, we can't connect and just say, you know, let's just read this verse and you'll be okay. No, I mean, there is a lot of going on inside of us. Sure. Between our thoughts and how it even affects how we feel. Yeah. So think about... A lot of times, you know, what is the solution of the world to this? What is, you know, typical you go to see a doctor and what, what would be the, the first solution? After the doctor, you go to the pharmacist. Exactly, right? right? It's, it's the quick temporary fix to the, to the symptoms. Symptom, sure. But not underneath what's going on inside that is necessarily causing you to feel. And it does calm, maybe calm the waves. Maybe it increases yeah. your experience of it. It doesn't necessarily solve it though yeah um, you know it's fascinating I, I I've thought about this quite a bit and one of the things that I've noticed is that I can become anxious about anxiety sure yeah, you know, yeah. I'm anxious that I'm anxious about it and I, I was actually we won't yeah. necessarily get into it right now but I was I was reading that that Calvin kind of mentions that too mm-hmm. that anxiety is this you know this cycle that that will actually bring about harm to the one who is anxious and he's seeing the psychosomatic aspect too even in his time yeah and i think as as you were even bringing up thinking of upbringing Hmm. and thinking of how that even shaped our lives yeah i i think that does continue and contribute you know if you went through experiences that kept going on That does contribute. Sure. You know, for example, if you're worrying, you're, you're, you're not sure this is going to happen. That's, it, it just looks different yeah. when you're older and those anxious thoughts that you might still have. So it's got this fear or worry. It includes a physical reaction. It includes our thoughts, which means, as you said, biblically speaking, that's our hearts. And yeah. so we're going to look into that quite a bit. But what, uh, what are you, what do you think are the causes or the common causes, at least, of anxiety for most people? That's hard to, to think if, if there are one cause. And, and you don't want to reduce this too much. Mm, good. Because then you don't take into account the complexity of our lives and the complexity of our beings. Good. Because there's a lot going on in life that can contribute. And I think that you can go through seasons like there can be a new season of life that causes you to be anxious. I even think of just, you know, our general lives that we're going through. Mm-hmm. You're, you're married and then you have kids and the different seasons you're anxious. You know, I remember the first first day my daughter went to school. Yeah. And we dropped her off. I'm like, oh, my goodness, she's in somebody else's hands all yeah. day. Is she going to be okay? <laughs> the whole day I'm worrying about it thinking, okay, at the end of the day, is she okay? Right. And that, now you're like, dude, can she go to camp all year long? <laughs> Can can yeah. he just be a boarding school, right? 
No, I'm sorry. That's just my thoughts. <laughs> right? And then there's a different season, right? You get used yeah. to it. Yeah. You understand it. But then you get another season. They're a little bit older. And now you send them off to camp. Yeah. That was my first thing when that I sent them off to camp. <laughs> I'm like, staying overnight. We're, no, we're not there. For a week, Roger. Yeah. For a week, we let them go. What's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was exactly. a hard week on me. I don't know how hard it was on you, but I, it was. It was tough. Yeah. For our listeners, they were together somewhere, yeah. so that was that was good. At least they had each other. Yeah. <laughs> but so so, uh, Roger, um, you know, coming back to this, okay, causes of anxiety. Oh yeah, I didn't answer your question, did I? No, not really. But, <laughs> but, you said, but I, I like what you said. Is it, there's there's a complexity, and so we can't really narrow it down to yeah. one particular cause. Uh, but maybe a, a combination of different things going on in life. Let me ask this question before we move on. Can there can anxiety be good? I think in some circumstances, yes. Okay. If if it leads us to the one who can help us. Yeah. If we don't if if it doesn't lead us to the one who can help us and just puts us in a cycle or even in a way causes us to become self uh, dependent, then no, it's not helpful. Yeah. But can those situations be used for our growth and our dependence upon the spirit to help us and to seek God's grace to cling to it? I I think oftentimes we think of problems the way the world does just got to get rid of it. Take, Take this thing and it'll rid it and you'll never experience trouble again. And we can't treat something like anxiety as something you've got to get rid of and never experience again. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because actually in conversation with others, I had been asked that very question mm-hmm. that, Hey, and I'm like thinking to myself, what would Roger say? So, <laughs> no. so my response was, my response was just that, that, you know, it really depends on what you do with that moment of anxiety or the, the anxious thoughts, mm-hmm. because in fact, in some ways there's something about that, thought or, or consideration of worry, that emotion of worry that is humble mm-hmm. and can be good in that regard that it's, I can't depend on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability. And now, okay, what I do with that is really determinative. Mm-hmm. Is it, do I, do I run to the Lord or do I try to control some other way? And I think, yeah. So, so I, I see anxiety as not necessarily, and I want those who are struggling with it to not necessarily think that just because they have a moment of worry, that that's some sort of sinful, you know, they, they need, there's condemnation for that somehow, yeah. you know? No, it's okay. The Lord allows this for a purpose. Now, what do we do with it? Yeah. And it can reveal a lot about our heart. Yeah. <clears throat> it can reveal what's going on inside. What are we thinking about the Lord? Yep. What are we thinking about ourselves? What are we thinking about others, our circumstances? So it's an opportunity to search our thoughts and even our desires. <clears throat> our desires um, uh, are revealed. And what do we want? Yeah. What are we seeking? You know, are we seeking to never have this struggle? Or are we seeking the Lord in it? Yeah. That's a, that's a really important distinction that you just made there, Roger. Are we seeking the Lord or are we seeking just to not have this anymore? This, this problem that we're dealing Mm -hmm. with, those are two vastly different things because one is I just want my comfort. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason that so often we as Christians even 
want simply to be done with suffering rather than the good that the Lord brings through our suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think these things, anxiety can be a form of suffering. Absolutely. I think so. I, I think that, you know, if we think about how we don't necessarily always control what's going on, when we don't control our <laughs> physical, but yeah. you can have thoughts and all of a sudden your body's responding. You yeah. can't just change your thought in that moment and say, okay, now my body's going to stop responding in that way. Yeah. We're, we're not that simple and we're not that simplistic in how we think about how we address those moments. Yeah. You know, there, there's something about, um, it's interesting, just again, reading, reading Calvin on some of his anxiety yeah. brought this thought up. He, he kind of, it was really fascinating. He, he thinks that the order is really important. Mm. So he talks about boundaries and balance. He didn't use the word balance that I could tell, but yeah. <laughs> I'll throw it out there, balance. <laughs> but it's, there, there's something about order that, um, is important here. And so I was thinking we can't look at battles with worry, fear, and anxiety, like you're saying simplistically, but maybe holistically, because I know just about myself that if I lack sleep and rest, yeah, give me a, a few days back to back of sleeping, you know, four or five hours instead of six or seven. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe I'm, I'm just eating junk food and that, and that never happens, mm -hmm. Roger, never, but no, um, <laughs> but you add a few of those things too much coffee even. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to be silly. I mean, I think it's real, Absolutely. you know, suddenly there's physical things going on that are impacting spiritual things that are impacting physical things and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And so what we want to try and consider is all of this because the Lord has made us both body and soul. Mm -hmm. And these play to, these are together in, in our humanity. And I think even scripture gives pictures if, if we see them of what it looks like, what it feels like yeah. the turmoil that's going on both internally externally yeah you know i think of uh you know we can look at one scripture yeah. i think of one of the most uh important people in the new testament or influential people in the new testament the apostle paul mm -hmm. right you think and, and you go to second corinthians <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you look at what paul is saying about his circumstances and about what he's feeling mm -hmm. and so he he talks about it in verse 8. So I'll read just a couple of verses. Chapter? From, um, chapter 1, actually. Oh. Just starting in 1. <clears throat> and just look at how he, how he describes his experience. He says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Hmm. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. There is something ex uh, difficult going on in the churches, and he is yeah. so burdened by it that he just feels like it's death. Yeah. And you're looking at the Apostle Paul describing his experiences Yep. Up front, just starting this letter of Second Corinthians. Yeah. He'll go on to talk more about his anxiety in this letter, too, yeah. which is uh, fascinating. Uh, I, I, when you were saying verse 8, I'm like, oh, yeah, chapter 4, verse 8, it's got that. That's where I was there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there it's got some of that similar language of what he was dealing with, afflicted in every way, yep. 
but not crushed. Perplexed, which is an interesting word, you know, uh, but not driven to despair, et cetera, et cetera. So he, some things were going on in his life that, like you said, were overwhelming. Yeah. And that's the physical aspect he was feeling because of what was going on. Yeah. Are we going to accuse him that just his thinking is wrong? <laughs> you know, that what's wrong with the Apostle Paul? Shouldn't he have known better? Yeah. Shouldn't he have known you don't, don't be anxious with your, you know, your life? No. Yeah. Didn't you write those words, Paul? It's you, easier to write them to, than to actually practice them, right? Yeah, the same it's with easier to preach them, too, yes. It's an easy job, don't you, every oh, day? Very easy. <laughs> very easy. As long as you don't expect me to live it out, right? <laughs> no. That, it's, you're right. Um, do we have any other interesting descriptions in Scripture? Yeah, I mean, let, let's turn to a familiar character um, in the Old Testament, uh, Job. <laughs> yeah. Job didn't go through anything difficult in his life, right? No, I really don't know why you would turn to Job for things like anxiety. Where are we? So you look at Job chapter 3. Okay. Everything has occurred. He's lost his family. He's lost his health. He's lost his wealth. But not his wife. (laughs) Not his wife. Sorry, I just wanted to point it out. (laughs) That was part of the anxiety, I think. Except his wife told him to curse God. (laughs) So in a sense. Curse God and die, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he had all these experiences, and then he's getting to the point of the end where he's lamenting what's going on, voicing this to God. Mm. Verse 26, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. Mm. Just think of that. There's no peace. The opposite of anxiety would be peace. It would be peace within um, that we're experiencing tranquility, mm-hmm. and this is no rest, no quiet, but just trouble comes to his soul yeah. that he's feeling. I mean, talk about a person who has every reason to be anxious, to to worry, to be angry, even if you want to add that emotion to respond. Yeah, and he's just describing this experience. I, I think even more clear is somebody like David. The Psalms are just full of descriptions of the connection between the soul and the experiences that are going on, the thoughts that are going on in the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll turn just Psalm 102, one more example. So Psalm 102, and we're going to look at um, a few verses here starting in verse 2. And this is where where David calls out and he calls out to God, Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread because of my loud groaning. My bones cling to my flesh. And you just see this description of this inner turmoil that's going on in his life. I mean, he just continues. I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. I lie awake. I am like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad you went down to that verse because I was going to ask, have you noticed that this this idea of loneliness figures into this conversation about anxiety. Yeah. 
the, that feeling of being it, that feeling of no one understanding yeah. in a sense. Yep. No one understands. I'm alone. Uh, I can't explain. Yeah. No one seems to grasp. And, and that's why it, what's interesting is I've found that when I was dealing with uh, times of anxiety that um, it actually brought me peace to know hmm. that other people go through anxiety, especially yeah. other believers uh, or, or, you know, people in scripture that just, it, it made me go, okay, I'm not crazy because I think yeah, anxiety about being anxious, right? We were saying this thought that I'm, I'm crazy. I can't control my thoughts. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And I'm unique in this adds to that. And doesn't that even reveal a wrong thinking of having it all together? That we as believers are supposed to be these superhuman creatures that, you know, we, we've dealt with sin, the power of sin's been broken, so we don't struggle with sin anymore. You know, if suffering comes, we just trust God's in control. And if Are you saying perfection it has is not just about not sinning anymore, <laughs> but you think it includes these other concepts? <laughs> just okay. a little bit. All right. <laughs> but think about it, you know, Christians don't have any 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 problems. They were in a sense that we should be more than conquerors. Yeah, we should have victory over all this instead of realizing no believers live in the same broken, fallen world that the rest of creation lives in. Yeah, and until we're in glory, our redemption is not complete. Right, it has began. It has completed what needed to be completed to credit righteousness to us and to make us right with God. But the fallen flesh and the experiences of life, I think maybe sometimes are even more heightened for us sure. than those who go to quick solutions. I mean, you you look at, at, at those in Scripture, they're wrestling all night with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about for the believer. For the un- unbeliever, they're anxious. They want a remedy for the anxiety. Yeah. For the believer, you want a remedy for the anxiety, but at the same time, you are feeling perhaps even guilt over the fact that you are anxious. Yeah. That you know the living God, but for some reason, you're not able to trust him in this moment. And what a pathetic person you must be. Okay, I'm just expressing. And you're a senior pastor. Basically, How I was going to say, you can you just thoughts? counsel me right now? <laughs> can we just do this? Can we just, you know... Uh, so yeah, right. We, we think, how pathetic am I? I know this God. I preach about this God. Why am I not trusting him right now? What's wrong with me? And isn't that just so ironic? Because in a sense, it, it acts as if we are, it, even as a pastor, you yeah. have to have it all together. That's right. That's right. That you are not still fully dependent on the God you're preaching. You're telling everybody, be dependent. Go yep. to the Lord. Seek the Lord. He will help you. But you stand in a position of, that's for you. I should have it all together. I should together. have it all together. I'm all right. I have degrees, right? The degrees yeah. tell us that we're sanctified, right? And we, we have... We have it too, no? Well, I don't no. know about demons. Oh, just a PhD. Just, yeah, come on. That's why, that's why I know you're so far ahead of me in sanctification. That's I mean, right. Of course. That's why I come to you. Yeah. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're exactly right, though. That's so interesting because we, we can preach grace but think that we don't need it. Yeah. And how is God going to give you his grace but not put you through an experience that all you can do is cry out to him <laughs> and make you dependent? Yeah. 
Well, it, it's not as if we just learn these lessons. We read these books. We read a book yeah. on, on how to deal with anxiety, and oh, great, God helped me through that. No, right. you're going to feel the weight of it. And I think sometimes God is so wise that he looks into our lives and he pinpoints those areas that will cause us to be in a place to be most dependent. And it yeah. looks so different for each of his children, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. to reveal himself in a greater way and greater power than if we didn't go through those experiences. So they're good for us, so, in a sense. So we, we've got to keep that in mind, that uh, the anxiety that we're going through, um, it shouldn't cause further anxiety. Uh, it, instead, it should cause us to look to the Lord. And yeah. we're going to talk a lot about that, I know, uh, yeah. in our next episode. But let's let's recap as we kind of wrap up. Uh, this episode, Let, let's think about this. So we've got some definitions uh, of anxiety that include fear and worry, mm-hmm. some kind of physical reaction that comes with this, yep. as well as it's very in, in often centered or it starts in the in the thoughts or mm-hmm. which would mean in our heart as well. And it's not always bad. It depends on what we're going to do with that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and we see people in scripture that have experienced this and the thought, the feeling that we read in scripture is one that seems very overwhelming. Yeah. Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, so we're not alone in this battle with anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the question is, um, how is Roger going to solve this for us? <laughs> I got 30 minutes to do it in the next episode. In the next episode right? well, y- you want to give us a teaser now or, or should we just, you know, let them wait a couple of weeks. Is that going to cause our listeners to be anxiously waiting for the next episode? It could be. It can also do two things, cause us anxiety because either we're going to gain a lot of listeners or lose a lot of (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So for our our two listeners, (laughs) here's the proverb I'm going to end with. And the proverb I think we begin with next time. So Proverbs 12, 25. This is my favorite proverb thinking about anxiety. Proverbs 12.25 says this. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. So we hope we can do that for those who are listening. We hope we do that for each other to lift each other up as we all experience to some degree or another uh, anxious thoughts and times of of how we experience that physical reaction when anxiety is is heightened in our lives. Important topic, Roger. This is a a good one. And I I wouldn't be surprised if we go beyond the next episode on this too. Important stuff. So we hope that you enjoyed uh, listening or at least you were intrigued and it's causing you to think carefully about your own heart, your own life, all the anxiety that maybe you've experienced, um, anxious thoughts. And and we look forward to thinking through the scriptures together uh, on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.